Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, 15 season coaching in the NFL, 120 wins, took three different franchises, including the Eagles, to the Super Bowl. Won it with the Rams in the 1999 season. I looked at the stats last night on Pro Football Reference, and there it was, right at the top. Hall of Famer. Congratulations, the great Dick Vermeil. Coach, thank you so much for being our guest today. Uh, always a pleasure to be with you guys. Yeah. Um, I guess the first question, I'm sure you, you've been asked this, and I guess we get to watch this tonight. Tell us about like when you got the call or the visit from the hall, when, where, who told you? Well, two weeks ago, Wednesday, uh, Kurt Warner and an entire production crew, about 12 people, showed up at our house at 8 o'clock in the morning out there in the country, <laughs> unbeknownst to me. <laughs> Uh, our n- number two son had come over to talk financial stuff with us, and Carol had invited our oldest son to come over to have breakfast with her brother, and uh, she knew all this was going on. I had no clue, and the driveway buzzer goes off, and I think it's the UPS guy. So I get up, I'm all getting ready with my work clothes on, and I go outside and walking around beside the garage. There's Kurt Warner in his gold jacket and these 12 people, cameras and microphones <laughs> I was shocked, absolutely shocked. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that must have been quite. That must have been quite a scene. That must have been really. That must have been really wonderful. I, um, you knew. I mean, you knew that you were the one coach that was up for uh, up for election this year, and it was a yes right. or no vote on the part of the of the voters. Uh, and at, when you're in that situation, you know, I went through it with Tommy McDonald. I mean, I know it's it's you don't want to get your hopes up too high. But it's something that, uh, let's face it, it's a Lifetime Achievement Award, and uh, it's it's probably the highest honor the game can bestow. How was it from the time that you knew you were the guy up until the visit from Kurt Warner? How how much you know how much angst was there day to day, just wondering if it was really going to happen? You know, uh, obviously we talked about it, but I was very much aware that over the last twenty five years, only ten coaches have gotten in. Now the mechanics have changed. And that, but I thought about it. I thought about how exciting it would be, but I was I was also prepared if it didn't happen because you know I'm a big believer. There's five or six other guys that have records as good or better than mine that really deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, and they might pass up a coach this year and go next year and start over. So, uh, but you know, obviously, I thought I had a very good chance. But uh, <laughs> but when it, when Kurt Warner showed up there, boy, it's it shocked me. Yeah. Dick Vermeil is our guest, and, and uh, Coach, we had you um, last year as a guest on Tell Us Your Story. We got your history, but 
one of the um, one of the things that's always interesting is you came here from the West Coast. You were a California guy. You were coaching college out there. What was your sense of Philadelphia that first season and and kind of learning this city? Well, you know, no matter how many coaching experiences you've had, the next one at another level is another major step. You know, and you, you gradually learn learn how to handle the organization you're in or the team you're coaching, high school, junior college, and college. But each level, it takes another adjustment and a learning period. And uh, when I got here, uh, first off, my family was really distressed. They really didn't want to leave you. <laughs> and uh, they voted no not to go. But I just I couldn't see turning down this opportunity. George Allen told me to go. Chuck Knox told me to go. Don't turn it down. My coaching staff at UCLA were the guys that talked me into going over to visit with Leonard after I turned down the visit. So, you know, I, I recognize it's an opportunity of a lifetime. Now you got to go make something out of it. And we got here, cold, windy day. I'd never ridden in a limo before in my life. All of a sudden, I'm picked up with, at the airport with Leonard Tosa's old Mercedes limo, and off we go. First thing I see is a great big junk pile on it. Right outside the airport on the right there as you entered the, the town. I said, Wow, this this is an old city. <laughs> and then we had recourse for the press conference and stuff and then from then on it was a learning experience every day. You know, I still I was in the I was in the room when you came in for that press conference and I still remember the first words that you said when you got to the podium. The first words that you I don't know if you remember, but I remember. The first yeah, words that the first words that you said when you looked out at all those cameras and all that media there was you said, "Boy, this is a long way from Hillsdale High School." <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it when was you when very you long way. Oh, boy, was it was it ever. But I remember you telling me that when uh, when Jim Murray, who was the general manager of the team, along with Leonard Toes, when he interviewed you out in Los Angeles and tried to convince you to take this job, which, you know, clearly your family didn't want to do, and you had your own doubts about it. But what Jimmy said was, if you come to Philadelphia, I guarantee you, you will never leave. And it was a true and, and it, it all came true. I mean, you came here and you coached this football team and you put down roots. And now you're as you're as much a Philly guy as anybody I know. Well, thank you. But, you know, you can take what Jimmy says to you uh, to the bank. You know, everything he told me and Leonard told me, they did and more beyond whatever they said to me. Okay. So that's why we have a lifelong relationship. And I wish Leonard was alive to uh, celebrate within this. I know he would probably throw the biggest party in the history. <laughs> you know, but his granddaughter's involved and uh, we've communicated since it's been announced. So, uh, you know, that's great. But, yeah. Philadelphia is, as you know, Ray, better because you, you've written it. You've, you've told the story of Philadelphia, and your last book was just fantastic. But uh, you know what the people are like. Once they buy into you, uh, they may get mad at you, you know, and they may spank you. But once they buy in, they stick with you, you know. And they're, I can identify with that attitude. You know, I came out of a working family, a town of 1,800 people. My wife's dad ran the gas station. My dad ran the garage, okay? <laughs> So I'm, I'm used to those kind of people. I have great respect and admiration, admiration for just the everyday hardworking person. And I, I got that feel for Philadelphia right off the bat. Let's talk a little bit about, um, and we do want to, we do want to go through your whole career, but just um, the years here, because you came into a franchise that was 
uh, really on hard times, and you had to build a team essentially with no draft picks, uh, certainly in those early years. Dave Vermeil, what was what was the breakthrough? What was the moment uh, with the Eagles that you you came to realize, okay, this is going to work? Well, actually, when that moment occurred, it was the fifth game of the season, 1979, Pittsburgh Steelers, world champions, undefeated in Philadelphia, and we beat them. I had given permission to Stan Hoffman to join us for the entire week in preparation at all the meetings. And he would leave at midnight because he had to go write his stories. And all of a sudden, we line up. Keith Crefley catches, catches a touchdown pass. Uh, John Bunning intercepts one and takes it to the one-yard line. Wilbur scores. And we beat the world champions. And from that time on, I think our team, our organization, knew we were a solid organization again. And then later that year in November, we flew Monday night game in Dallas and upset Dallas on Monday night and beat them soundly. So, you know, we were on our way to being a football team, and it took a while to get there. We, you know, we were in the playoffs our our third year, but the miracle of the Meadowlands put us in there, really. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but that, that fourth season, we were we were ingrained. Yeah, they everyone was believing, including me, my coaches, my players, and the organization, we, we were on the right track. You know, uh, many, many times I've talked to you about uh, about Calistoga and growing up and the relationship that you had with your dad and working in the garage and, you know, saying that it was your dad's desire that uh, you were just going to stay in the garage and work with him and the garage would then become known as Vermeil and Sons. That was what he had planned for you. <laughs> and you said, uh, no, Dad, I think I want to go coach football. If, uh, if Louie were still around today to see you go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, what do you think his reaction would be? I tell you, he, you know, he never overreacted. <laughs> when you did something well, you may never hear about it. If you did something poorly, you would hear about it. <laughs> Believe me, you would hear about <laughs> it. But anyway, you know, I don't know. He'd be very proud. You know, he didn't ex- express emotion uh, or things like that. It, uh, but I think he, both he and my mom obviously would be very proud. I, I'm just sorry uh, you're not here to share it with me. But they all, especially my mother, they, she, they always sort of expected a lot out of me. And that's why they would get so upset with me if I didn't meet what they expected me to do real well, especially my dad, especially him. He was tough. Well, your mom, I, I remember when you left, when you uh, stepped down from coaching the Eagles in, in 80, after the 82 season, when it just physically and emotionally just became impossible for you to coach anymore and you had to step away. Uh, and you took those 14 years off and you were into broadcasting but away from coaching. Your mom always believed, and she always told you, that one day you would come back and you would win a Super Bowl. She really believed that you were going to do that at some point. Um, and lo and behold, it happened. Yeah, it did. You know, but I know she told me that. She told me that after my dad died, she kept saying, well, I'm sorry. Uh, dad, I know you'll go back into coaching. That's just you, she said. You know, but anyway. Uh, I'm sure glad I did it. That's why I appreciate so much John Shaw and the Ram organization that got me back there, you know, got me back in it. And, uh, uh, and, uh, and uh, I, did I go there expecting to win the Super Bowl? Then? No, I think to learn how to coach again, you know, and then I got it going and I uh, did it totally different. Ray, as you know, I, I was not my own offensive coordinator. I wasn't calling the plays. I wasn't coaching my quarterback. I had, coordinators, offensive and defensive coordinators. And, of course, at Philadelphia, I had the great Marion Campbell and those guys. But, uh, 
you know, I did it differently, and I, I got to know the entire organization better. Everybody in the building was more involved in the personnel decision and, and really into it in making the final 51% vote on who we draft and these kind of things. But it allowed me to develop some really good relationships with people all through the building, and they needed that. They needed that. They came to work prior to us getting there to get their paycheck at the end of the week, not to come and make a contribution to winning and we start. We turned that around. Really, our first year, people were coming to work with a smile on their face when we weren't winning, because we knew we were going the right direction and we're working toward it. And uh, obviously, then it happened. But I, I, you know, I had four of those guys who are in the Hall of Fame, the offensive side, and uh, Tory Holt was in the finals this year and didn't get in. So there's five guys on the offense, and then Mike Martz and my offensive coaches did a beautiful job, and I didn't screw them up. <laughs> Um, I have just a couple of quick questions. You, you said your father, you talked about your father was not emotional. You've been known to be emotional and I know you've, you've oh, yeah. yeah, you've, you know, you've laughed about it yourself. Um, when you, what do you anticipate when that moment comes at Canton, uh, this coming summer, um, they're going to, they'll have the bust of you. You'll be up there. It'll be time to talk. Um, are we going to see that, that Dick Vermeil that we know and love? Well, you can only be yourself, okay? And and I learned over the years to don't be embarrassed being who you are. Be authentic, be real. And I, I think in many ways it's helped me with my players. But my players know me. They raz my ass out there. They know me inside out and backwards. But, I, you know, in my first thoughts right now, to be honest with you, is not talk much about my own family. Because if I do that, I'll be a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tearing up now. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no, I very little on that, and then get into the real specifics of uh, why I'm there. Because you know, I've been so fortunate to be surrounded by so many fine coaches, and uh, you know, Bud Carson, Marion Campbell, Fred Bruni, Jim Hanneman, Mike Marks, Alsaw, these guys, coach, and then later turning uh, uh, Carl Hurston and Wilbert Montgomery and John Bunning into coaches. You know, and. Uh, They've they've just done an unbelievable job. Now, yes, I'm I'm the boss and all that kind of stuff, but uh, they are just a, a huge percentage of our success. And then you know, then the players, God, you know, and uh, people always talk to me since I've been here, and it's been announced I'm going to the Hall of Fame. Everyone's talking about what a great relationship you have with your players. Well, I always felt it was my obligation to pay back to those guys what they did for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember um, I remember when you when you did win it with the Rams and you were on the you were on the platform at the end of the game and they handed you the trophy. Um, you held the trophy up and you said on television to everybody, uh, you said I hope that the, I hope that the guys who played for me in Philadelphia understand that that I'm thinking of them and they're a part of this too. Uh, and that for those guys, and believe me, they were all watching. All they're scattered far and wide, <laughs> but they were all watching, uh, and that meant the world to them. That that, that at that particular moment, um, that you were thinking of them. But I thought it was just so typical of of you and your unique approach to this, and how much the players and how much the players that, that you that played for you, how much they meant to you. Uh, not just the team you were coaching that day, but the but the guys you had coached all time. That was really a wonderful moment. Well, yeah, thank you. I remember it, you know, and it, it was real, you know, and you don't plan to say that. How do you know you're going to win the game with, 
when you're playing. Came down to the last play of the game. Sometimes the most spontaneous things you say, unedited, are the best things you say. You know, and uh, I've said some things I shouldn't have said many times, but uh, that was from my heart, and I felt it. Last question: uh, Do you know yet who you're going to have as your presenter? Yes, Carl Peterson's going to present me. As Ray knows, Carl took this project of getting Dick Vermeil nominated and then into the Hall of Fame under his wings. And he, he talked to a lot of people. They organized. You need an advocate today. You need an advocate. And, and he really did it. You know, he was with me as a kid at UCLA. I brought him with me to Philadelphia uh, as a tight end coach and administrative assistant. You know, he's got a Ph.D., and he's a lot smarter than me. And he could help me with all these other things. And then I moved him to personnel. Then he, And Jimmy really said he helped Jimmy like an assistant general manager because Jimmy had his hands full for just being the, the president of the team with Leonard and everything like that. And, uh, and he did a wonderful job. And then, you know, I, uh, I, I bring him to Philadelphia here, and he, he does a great job. And then he coaches the stars, does a, you know, builds that program, does guard. He wanted me to go to Kansas City with him. Uh, when he went, I wouldn't go. Unfortunately, <laughs> he hired Martin, Schott, Martin Schottenheimer, who really belongs in the Hall of Fame, 20 seasons. My God, uh, uh, beautiful, beautiful football coach. 24 seasons, in fact. But uh, uh, I didn't go, and I, I broadcast his preseason games uh, mm-hmm. until I went back into coaching. So, you know, we're sort of hooked at the hip, and uh, – I'm proud to have him represent me. That's great. And it also takes the pressure off me of deciding what player I would have present me. Right. If not Carol. Carol's going to present me with my gold jacket. Oh, that's wonderful. It's pretty special. That's wonderful. I can't wait. I can't wait, Dick. I can't wait to see I can't wait to see it go down and I think you know how much the people in the city and the fans and everyone here have, how great they feel uh about you receiving this honor. It's uh it's a beautiful thing, and it's well-deserved, and I'm so happy this happened for you. I like the way you express that. Thank you, Ray. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Coach Vermeil, always thanks for joining us, and congratulations from Ray and from me and from an entire city on this. Thank you. Take care. All right. Yeah, you be well. There you go. Ray, he got emotional. It's it's so great. And, and I know how much it means for you because you've had a – a very good relationship with him for all these years. He's he's a friend to you, and and um, you know you've been one of his advocates. Are you going to try to get out there for that? I'm going to try to. Yeah, I, de- right. I definitely definitely want to be there for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah it's you uh, um, <laughs> I've been. You're getting I, emotional. I yeah, I am. I am. I, I really. I, I really. Um, he's a really special guy. You know. Um, I told him one time. I said, you know, just covering your team, just being around your team. I wasn't even part of the team. I mean, I'm a reporter. I'm, I mean, I'm on the fringes, you know. Uh, but just being around you and around those players every day for all those years and seeing what you guys put into this uh, and just watching the way you treated people and treated your players, I, I said, you made me better. I mean, that, you know, I can, only imagine the, I can only imagine the impact he had on the lives who, of the guys who actually played for him. His player, I can only imagine how profoundly he affected them because I wasn't even part of the team and he affected me. I mean, he made, he made me better. He made me more conscientious. I always felt, and this, this is true. This is a true statement. When I was covering the team and I'm writing for the, I'm writing for the Philadelphia Bulletin, 
Uh, I'm working for the Bulletin. I'm not working for the Philadelphia Eagles. But I always felt like I had to give my best effort every day when I sat down to write a story because I felt I, I saw the way he and those players were working and what they were given, and I felt like I couldn't give any less. So in, in, a, lot of, in a lot of ways, he had impact on me and how I went about my job without even realizing it. He was coaching me and didn't even know it. So the, our relationship is, it's a deep one, and it goes back a long way. And, uh, you know, I, I, I always knew that it was, it was going to be, as he said, there's only been 10 coaches put in the Hall of Fame. It's not that, it's not that common. So I always, I always felt that he belonged, and I hoped, I hoped that it would happen. And I'm, now that it has, I'm, I'm really, really happy for him. And I would, I would very much like to go out to Canton and see it actually happen because I think it's going to be – his speech, I think, is going to be one for the ages. Ray, that was really profound. Uh, i tell you what, let, let's, take a, let's take a quick break. Uh, that, was, that was all very emotional. Uh, Dylan and Enzo, hang in. I will get you guys coming right up. Anybody else wants to join, we'll get some calls, 215-592-9494. Thanks to Dick Vermeil for joining us. Ray Dinger and Glenn Mack now on 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 